iHeartRadio's getting you in the mood. Yeah, that mood. Binge Sex.Life, Season 2 now. Join sexologist Morgan Penn and Hayley Sproul for a 10-episode journey into the most intimate sides of New Zealand. Morgan's putting her body on the line to find out what's going on inside and outside of the bedroom in Aotearoa. Season 2 of Sex.Life is out now. All thanks to our friends at Wild Secrets. Use the promo code Sex.Life for a 20% discount at wildsecrets.co.nz. Hello, it's October 3 and this is On The Campaign, a daily podcast wrapping all the big stories from the election 2023 campaign trail. I'm Hamish Fletcher and I'll be your host for this episode. Later, we'll be hearing from NZ Herald senior writer Simon Wilson on the state of the Auckland Central and Mount Albert races, now that voting is open and we're reaching the pointy end of the campaign. But first, the big talking points from today remain the same as yesterday. The back and forth between Labour and National on the press debate that was meant to take place tonight. The debate could not go ahead due to Labour leader Chris Hipkins testing positive for COVID-19. However, speaking to AM this morning, Hipkins said there was an alternative. Grant Robertson was the person who we'd suggested um, to, to take, you know, to fill my shoes. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the National Party indicated they weren't happy with that. And so we've indicated any other day uh, after Friday, or you know, Friday from Friday onwards, once my isolation period's over, I'm happy to debate him again any time. Um, and uh, you know, so the ball's really in their court. I think it's important that this goes ahead. I understand Christopher Luxon's going to be in Christchurch on Monday, so uh, that would be a good day. National campaign chair Chris Bishop, though, said it is impossible to reschedule for a debate next week. He has events on every night next week. If the press debate is during the evening, then it makes him unavailable to do those debates. National leader Christopher Luxon faced some interesting questions about it on the campaign trail. Are you being a chicken, though? Because you're not willing to kind of renegotiate the time <laughs> oh of the debate. Goodness. So are you being a chicken? Uh, we've got a week to go in this, this campaign. We are flat out. We are full on. We have a lot of places to go and a lot of places to visit. That, that last week has been locked in for some time. I appreciate it is what it is. The Prime Minister got COVID. We can't debate tonight. I get it. But we've got a great opportunity at TVNZ next week to do so. That came after Labour put out a Photoshop image of Luxon in a chicken suit yesterday. Luxon responded by ordering KFC for dinner the same night. The battle of ideas between the main parties is clearly alive and well. Looking at the policy announcements today, National's focus was on their health policy. Alongside a previously announced focus on new health targets and increased funding for mental health practitioners and services, the party wants to extend the free postnatal stays for mothers of newborns to three days and provide free continuous glucose monitors to all type 1 diabetics, under 18. Little other policy came out today, aside from one from NZ First. In a statement, the party has reiterated existing policy that it wants an end to conscious votes in Parliament on social issues and wants to see them all sent to a referenda at the same time as a general election. That's what contributed to the end-of-life choice bill and the legalisation of cannabis being debated in 2020. Other conscience issues in recent years include same-sex marriage and abortion. And in government announcements today, a $5.4 million grant was signed off to support the Tafakia Aerospace Centre near Christchurch to build a runway and a hangar. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back.
welcome back to On The Campaign. With a focus on the election race tightening now that early voting is live, we want our listeners to have all the insights and analysis they need across every aspect of the election. So today we want to shine a spotlight on two electorates in Auckland that are set to be tight races. Thanks in part to the Greens fighting to hold on to one seat and then challenging a very traditional Labour stronghold. Here's senior writer Simon Wilson's analysis of the state of Auckland Central. Auckland Central is held by Chloe Swarbrick from the Greens. She won the seat uh, in 2020 in an upset election. Most people had predicted that Helen White from Labour would hold the seat for that party. So Chloe's up against uh, Mahesh Muralidhar from the National Party, who is a 42-year-old venture capitalist and uh, IT uh, startup guy. He's the main opposition, and Labour have put up Oscar Sims, uh, who's a 25-year-old, works in uh, software development as well. And there are a number of other uh, candidates uh, in the race, um, but uh, it does seem likely uh, that it's a straight two-horse race between Chloe Swarbrick and Mahesh Murilita. Well, it's an interesting electorate because it's it's not a bell curve in terms of its demographics. It's a kind of reverse bell curve, so it has stretches from Hearn Bay right through past the university to the domain. So it has the richest suburb in the country, Hearn Bay, and uh, a lot of other very wealthy people living in St Mary's Bay, and Ponsonby, parts of and it also has a large poor uh, community as well. Some of them, many of them are itinerant, students and so on. A quarter of the, the homes, the dwellings in Auckland Central don't have any heating. Um, so it gives you an idea of, of, of the range. There are very few children. There are very few elderly uh, people. So it's young people, uh, young adults um, and middle-aged adults who, are, who don't have children. Um, lots of apartments. A smaller number of suburban houses than in most cases. And because there are the very wealthy and the poorer, there's no one set of concerns uh, for the electorate. If you are trying to get on the property ladder, your concerns are very different from those who are on the property ladder and are well placed on it and not only have a nice home themselves, but probably also landlords to one or two others or more. So the debates are kind of professionally friendly, you can put it that way. One of the interesting things about Swarbrick and Muralita at a, at a simply at a very superficial level is that they both have these gleaming, smiled personalities. They both know how to present as look at me and like me. Um, and they're both very good at it. So they get up and they do their party line stuff and they do their, this is what's wrong with the, um, the electorate, this is what's wrong with the country, this is why I vote for me. And they do it with, with a quite strong personality, sense of personality that comes through with that. Um, and the others just kind of watch. <laughs> um, or, or maybe they kind of dogfight. Uh, but the real, uh, the, real, the real fight is between those two front runners. So um, Chloe Swarbrick's number three on the Green Party list, so provided they get over 5%, there's every indication that will happen, uh, she's back in Parliament. If she loses the seat, it will be a blow to the Green Party because she only won it last time and they are trying to win, uh, really seriously trying to win four seats this time. And so this is their flagship, if you like. Um, the argument for minor parties holding seats is that um, it gives them uh, a kind of status they, they didn't have before and it gives them some security. She'll be looking, she'll be very keen to lock that in. Uh, Mahesh Murlita is well down the party uh, list uh, ranking, so if he doesn't win, he won't be in parliament. Uh, so it's, um, it's an all or nothing um, race for him. And the interesting question now, there's been one poll that we know about, um, which has shown the two of them 
pretty much neck and neck. Chloe Swarbrick just slightly in front, a couple of points, with Labour trailing well behind. So the interesting thing is, will the Labour voters recognise that in order to uh, keep National out, they should transfer their allegiance to Chloe Swarbrick in this seat? Auckland Central's neighbour is the electorate of Mount Albert, a seat that's been vacant since Jacinda Ardern resigned from Parliament in April this year. Here's Simon again with his analysis. Labour have uh, selected Helen White as her uh, replacement candidate. Helen White does live in the electorate but has been more associated with Auckland Central. Uh, She is standing against Ricardo Menendez March from the Green Party. It's his first time in this seat. Um, And the Green Party uh, have identified Mount Albert as one of the four seats in the country that they seriously think they have a good chance of winning. The other two, other three being Auckland Central and in Wellington, Wellington Central and Rongatai. So Ricardo Menendez March is campaigning hard to win this one. Now, and the National Party have reselected Melissa Lee, who has been campaigning for this seat for, from memory, 2008. She's always there. Uh, she's a list MP. She's very high on the party list. Uh, so she's a senior MP in, in National now. And, of course, that raises the interesting question of if Ricardo Menendez March and Helen White split the vote on the centre-left, uh, will Melissa Lee uh, suddenly have a chance? So Mandalbert's a, a dormitory suburb, an area of fringe suburbs uh, around the central city. Uh, so housing is a, is a big issue. Uh, it's parts of the suburb flood readily uh, in major storms, so that's a big issue. Um, transport's an issue. It's supposed to be the site of Labour's light rail project. Uh, it will run right through the electorate. Um, it has a very busy uh, range of ethnic communities, Dominion Road, uh, which is one of the city's big uh, Chinese uh, uh, eatery areas, if you like, uh, and um, just recently the Moon Festival was held on Dominion Road and Potter's Park. So that cultural mix, um, there have been a number of ram raids in, in the area, there are lots of dairies and, and some of them have been heard. There's been a murder in one of the dairies in, in Mount Albert. Although uh, it's, a, it's an, a suburb of new homeowners, um, people starting a family, quite a lot of retired people as well, um, and some uh, actually now growing areas of apartment blocks, it has the problems that most people around the country are concerned about. It has cost of living issues, it has transport issues, it has housing issues. Uh, it's, it's a pretty straight up Auckland city electorate in that sense. The Labour selection process was uh, unusual. Uh, There were two frontrunner candidates, Helen White, uh, who has strong ties in the electorate because she lives there, she knows most of the Labour electorate committee, gets on with them, has a a power base there. And Camilla Balich, who is a List MP. Uh, They're both List MPs. Uh, Camilla Balich, a List MP, uh, more favoured by the party hierarchy and is expected to become a big wig in the next parliament uh, as she returns. I'm told she entered the selection meeting with Jacinda Ardern. Um, Jacinda Ardern made a made a point of saying this is my favourite candidate. Um, but the local electorate who have enough power in these matters uh, said, oh, we don't really like that. We, we like our local uh, candidate. Uh, and so they snubbed Jacinda Ardern and Camilla Ballach, chose Helen White, and that was a bit of a shock. Controversy uh, is not really local. Um, the controversy is really um, is a political one. Um, what do people on the centre-left want to do uh, with their vote? Uh, do they believe Helen White is the person who uh, 
I should represent them, and that's Labour again. And there's a long tradition of that. Um, Jacinda Ardern was not the first Labour Prime Minister. It used to be Helen Clark's seat. David Shearer also held that seat. He was leader of the Labour Party. It's been a seat that um, Labour have had their their top guns in. Um, Helen White is not expected to be one of those. She's uh, in her 50s. Um, She's a backbencher, um, and she is pretty well regarded in the party, uh, but she's not expected to, if if Labour was to form part of the next government, uh, she's not expected to be a cabinet post or anything like that. So so it's a different kind of representation. Uh, Ricardo Menendez-March has been, this will be his third term uh, in uh, in in Parliament, uh, so he, he's becoming one of the more senior Green people now. Uh, so he he's probably a higher flyer, uh, if you like, and he's a he's their spokesperson on poverty issues. Labor um, had Helen Clark at their uh, official campaign launch. She made the kind of keynote rousing speech, um, so she's clearly associated herself, and you would expect that um, of, of a, a, an emeritus figure in the party like her, and she lives in the electorate still, mm. which is different from Jacinda Ardern, who lives overseas right now, mm. um, so has a different function. So that happened. Uh, if uh, Helen White loses the seat, that will be her gone from Parliament. Uh, Ricardo Menendez March will, will return Probably. Uh, if the Greens get over 5%, he'll return. He's high enough for, for that. Uh, Melissa Lee will definitely return as well. She's very high on their list. So um, Helen has the most at stake, but she is also the front runner. Um, so it's a, a Jacinda Ardern won that seat by 21,000 um, in the last election, which is, you know, an unusually big majority because it was that election. Uh, but it is a very safe Labour seat. The Greens think they can have a real go at, but it is she is way out in front. Thanks to Simon for his insight. We'll have more analysis on tight election races around the country during the rest of the series as we build up towards Election Day. Tomorrow, we're expecting to see Christopher Luxon on the West Coast, while Chris Hipkins will continue to conduct his affairs remotely while in isolation. In the meantime, this has been On The Campaign. You can follow this podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Election 2023 coverage, head to nzherald.co.nz. I'm Hamish Fletcher, and we'll catch you again tomorrow.